0: My name is Barb Nangle. I'm the founder of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery. This is episode 60, Tips and Scripts for Saying No. One of the things that has been really glorious for me in recovery is learning how to say things like, no, and I don't know, and I'm not sure. I just wasn't capable of doing that before recovery. I said yes when I wanted to say no a lot. And then I often resented the other person for quote making me do things. I now know that my part in the resentment was that I didn't say no. So today, I'm going to share some things that I've learned about how to say no, which is one of the best ways to set boundaries with people. And I'm also going to share some actual scripts. These are exact words and phrases you can use in certain situations for how to be polite and respectful while still saying no. Tip number one is to be quick. It does not get any easier to say no if you wait. In fact, it's probably more difficult. You want to respond as quickly as makes sense to the person's request. This shows that you are respectful of the other person. And it's also going to give you peace of mind because it's done. I was always waiting for the right time to say no before recovery. And the night, the, the right time never seemed to come. And I got all kinds of stressed out about what am I going to say? What are the words I'm going to say? How am I going to say? it? What's going to be the right time? And I built up all this anxiety, whereas if you just say, I'm afraid it's going to be no and get it over with, then you have peace. So don't wait. Tip number two, be polite. Maybe even thank the person for thinking of you. Like if they ask you to volunteer for something, you could say, hey, thanks for thinking of me, but no thank you. Uh, If it's appropriate, you could congratulate them. So what if they, maybe they invited you to the opening night of their show. You could say, good for you. Congratulations. Thank you so much for inviting me it's going to be no. Tip number three, don't lie. This is what I did a lot before recovery. My people pleasing often took the form of me lying. Don't do that. Whatever you say, be truthful. If you can't be completely honest with someone, then don't say anything besides a kind no. There's no reason to lie. The next tip, don't apologize. You haven't done anything wrong. It's okay to say you're sorry for missing something, but you don't need to apologize just for saying no. It is not wrong to say no. You get to live your life the way you want, which includes being able to spend your time the way you want to. Next tip, give a reason. There's some research that shows that the word because makes people more likely to understand something. It softens the blow and provides context for the person. But be cautious about this one. You don't want to let it turn into a back and forth as they try to convince you or invalidate whatever the reason you gave them. You'll start to learn situations where a simple no is best rather than saying because as you get better and better at saying no. And this is a practice. You do have to work at it. And I'm here to tell you that it does get easier over time. The next tip is that you can also give an alternative, uh, you know, an alternative. If you could say something like, well, how else can I contribute if they invite you to a fundraiser and you can't go, maybe you can make a donation. If they invite you to lunch and you can't make it, you could say, can we squeeze in a phone call? So it's always a good idea to emphasize what you can do not what you can't do, no matter who it's with. Now I'm going to turn to some of those scripts I talked to you about. These are specific phrases and words that you might use with others. So let's start with your boss. Let's say your boss wants you to do something and you just don't have the time. You could say something like, I can see how important this is. Can we take a look together at my workload? There's a lot going on right now and I want everything to be done just right. I'll either need to put this aside for now, or we'll have to put someone else on that project. That shows that you're committed, but it's just not realistic given your workload. You're being respectful of their request and of them by bringing them in on the decision about how to determine your priorities. On the other hand, if your boss asks you to do something and you just don't agree with what's being asked, you could say something like, I don't feel right about this strategy. And I don't think we should move forward. Are you open to another perspective? And if they say yes, you say, I'd like to show an alternative that I think could be a way that we could be more effective and leave our customers happier. This is incredibly respectful and also mature in disagreeing with them and sharing your opinion. If you're in a situation where you're too busy to say yes to someone, whether it's, you know, your boss or a friend or family member, you can say, thanks for thinking of me, Mercedes, but I'm not able to given my other commitments at this time. This is polite, kind and respectful, as well as very clear that the answer is no. If someone asks you to do something and you're just not interested, you could say something like, thanks for thinking of me, Damaris, but I'm going to pass on this. Or, thank you for your kind offer. While it's not something I choose to pursue, please know that I'm honored to be asked. And this is super respectful. If you have the kind of job where you work with clients and a client requests something that's not your area of expertise, you could say something like, This is a great idea, but I have to pass because my skills aren't a good match for what you want. Or if you happen to know someone who could actually help them, you could say, this is a great idea, but I have to pass because this project falls outside of my expertise. What you need is someone who can do this. And here's a few referrals to get you started. And then one thing that I find a lot of small business owners have a very hard time with is saying no when their client has already agreed to a certain scope of work, but then they're trying to expand that scope of work without paying additional money. You can say, I'm excited that you're happy with the work that we're doing together and you'd like to do more. Our current arrangement is for X, for this specific outcome, whatever that is. You've already agreed on X dollars per hour rate for that. Based on what you've just said, you want to add Y, and I can do it for X additional dollars. If that's outside your budget, I understand, and we could stick to the original terms. That way, you're very clear with them that you want to do it, but not within the budget you've already agreed to for the scope of work you've already agreed to this shows that you're professional and it allows you to continue working with your client without becoming resentful of them some people allow the client to expand the scope of work without negotiating for more money and then they blame the client for quote taking advantage of them well it's actually your fault If you don't set the boundary, they're not taking advantage of you. You're giving away your time. The last thing that I'll share that I found to be incredibly helpful, regardless of the kind of relationship you have with the person, is to depersonalize your boundary by saying you have a rule. You can say, our friendship is really important to me. And as a rule, I don't lend money to friends. This lets them know it isn't about them specifically. It isn't about them personally. It's about the fact that you have a rule. And I found this particular strategy to be really helpful when I'm setting a new boundary where there wasn't one before. That way the person is less likely to take it personally if you say, I have a new rule, I don't lend money to friends any longer. I hope these tips and scripts are helpful in giving you the language you need to set boundaries in your life. It's been really helpful for me to think through what I'm going to say to somebody ahead of time. It doesn't necessarily come out of my mouth exactly like that, but at least if I've rehearsed ahead of time, I get nervous, and my thinking brain shuts off, which is usually what happens when I get nervous. And I've rehearsed, so I know what I'm going to say ahead of time, and I have a much better chance of remembering the words I want to use. As I've learned to have better and better boundaries in my life, I got a lot more peace and serenity, and I hope the same is true for you too. Boundaries have definitely been a huge part of the relief I've gotten in recovery. I don't feel pressure to do things I'm not interested in or to be someone that I'm not, like a people pleaser. So I hope this is helpful to you. Be well, my friends. That's it for today. If you like what you've heard here, then you just might be interested in private coaching with me. If that sounds like you head on over to my website, which is higherpowercoachingandconsulting.com and click on the contact menu. I'd be happy to schedule a consultation with you to help you make lasting changes in your life. Like I've made deep lasting changes in my life. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change, but I'll coach anyone who wants to be happy, joyous, and free. So if that's you, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe so you can be sure to get future episodes of my podcast. Thanks again.